Hello, and welcome to another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time I'm talking about Arrow Season 5, Episode 14, I believe, called The Sin Eater. Um, yeah, just to discuss things, I guess, I mean, just to, to throw this out there. Uh, both Flash and the Arrow have 23 episodes. Uh, Supergirl has 22, I believe, this season. And Legends only has 17. So that's why some of these things are... That's why we had the, I think, the, the Arrow Supergirl business a while back um and it's why we might get a run of flash supergirl or, or or whatnot because they're uh whoever set up this viewing order is trying to space them as evenly as possible but it's hard to do when some of the shows are shorter than others all right so oh boy let's let's talk about flashback plot um so uh oliver is by his best brought to a friend's bed and they're talking about how to get back at Gregor and then while they're talking about that they notice that Oliver notices notices that one of the, the male nurses has gone by ten times in the last five minutes with an empty gurney and frankly if that's what the Bratva can hire I, I, I think they need to look uh, they, they might need to sharpen up a little bit so uh, they uh, they try to escape the, the hospital I mean it really looks like they're in the basement of perhaps what used to be a mental institution, but it's a hospital, I guess. Uh, so Oliver's sort of helping his friend out, and they're limping, and then a guy comes along and, and shoots at him, and then they jam into another room, and Oliver's shooting people, and uh, they're hiding, and then Gregor comes in and says that he'll let the Bradva guy go if, you know, the American is surrendered to him, and Oliver gives himself up, and... Gregor says how noble, and then Oliver starts shooting people. And there's a lot of henchmen, so he's having to deal with all these henchmen. And then some guy goes over to Gregor and... Uh, or no, not some guy goes over to Gregor. Gregor goes over to the Bratva guy and is like, uh, this is not what I would have expected of a Bratva captain. But you're not going to be a Bratva captain for very long. And uh, pulls his gun, and that's that's what's going to happen. The only, the only other thing of interest is that while uh, Oliver's insisting that he's going to be the one to get Gregor and his friend shouldn't worry about it. His friend says, Oliver, you're, you're a sin eater, and ex uh, proceeds to explain what a sin eater is. And if you don't know what one is, um, it is a person who used to live uh, sort of on the outskirts of a village, and every so often when someone would die, people would come by and place food on top of the dead person. Now, I don't know if this is directly against the dead person's skin or whether, you know, you could put it on the dead person's clothing or on the dead person's coffin. But the Sin Eater would then eat those items, uh, that being the physical representation of the person's sin, so the person could uh, get into heaven, right? That was the whole point of it. And again, more comic book trivia, there was a masked vigilante who called themselves a Sin Eater over in the Marvel Universe, and I believe the Sin Eater was responsible as a Spider-Man villain. I believe uh, the Sin Eater was responsible for killing Captain Jean DeWolf. Uh, somebody want to check me out on that? I, I think that's what happened. Anyway, back to DC. That's the uh, flashback plot, and I just I just threw that in there because I wanted to get it out of the way. Uh, what happens is that uh, China White, Cupid, and oh gosh, the leader of the cops turned bad from a few episodes ago break out of prison and go looking for Tobias Church's fortune. Um, they called this episode the Sin Eater. They missed a trick. They really could have called it the Legend of Tobias Church's Fortune, uh, but they did not. That is a um, 
It's a City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold reference. I just wanted to make that absolutely clear so you know. Hey, look, this is episode, like, 60-something. If you don't know who I am by now, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but it's they're all good. They're all like this. They're, they're all like this to some degree. Okay. Uh, so, um, when, when he hears this, Quentin Lance, whose daughter kissed Queen Guinevere, lo, but an episode ago, uh, well, an episode of this, uh, podcast ago, obviously not an episode of Arrow ago, but Quentin Lance insists on being in on the takedown because he feels responsible for the cop who's gone bad. So, um, while... This is happening. Uh, Somebody gives the police lieutenant an envelope. And once he gets the envelope, he insists that he summons the ACU to come meet with him. And and we don't know why. Other things that are going on now. uh, Susan Williams goes to talk to Oliver, asks him point blank if he was, if he's the Green Arrow, Oliver says yes, and she looks at him, and she's, she's like, what? And he's like, no, no, of course not, no, I was just, I was just joking, it was a joke answer, a joke answer to, to, to be joking, I thought you were joking, we're joking, we're all, we're all joking here, I, we, I'm fine, how are you? Um, and it pretty much handles it like that, and then sort of hustles her out of the room, because that's when the news about the three escapees hits, uh, um, him. Uh, oh, gosh, I forgot a whole part of this, didn't I? Right. Uh, Oliver has tracked down uh, Prometheus's mom. So he goes to talk to Prometheus's mom, and Prometheus's mom is all in on what Prometheus is doing. She's like, what kind of a monster shot my husband? I mean, it's possible that she doesn't know that her husband infected an entire section of town with tuberculosis and then started peddling his anti-tuberculosis drugs in an insane markup, but I, I think maybe the monster label's on the wrong fella at this point. Um, again, it's really hard to be like, no, you shouldn't, you should stop when you should stop killing these people who are just really terrible people. Um, it's, it's tough to, uh, it's, you know, I mean, and they and they make it that way on purpose because Oliver's supposed to be the good guy, and while he's more morally compromised than many iterations of Green Arrow have been, he's still a hero. So what are you gonna do? Okay, um, so she she's like I said, she's all in. Um, do 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 do. They come back. They find out about the break in. Green Arrow finds out about the break in. Um, then they do all of the stuff that I have already described. Uh, Quentin insists on being there, right, to take down um, the cop. Green Arrow says, okay. Uh, He also talks to Thea, mentions to Thea that Susan has asked him whether he's the Green Arrow. Like, she's like, what's going on between you two? And he's like, oh, everything's fine. She just thinks I'm the Green Arrow. And then he says, now I've handled it. Thea goes to Felicity. Uh, Felicity hacks into Susan Williams' laptop in, like, 0.2 seconds. And apparently Susan Williams' password is 1234, and as a a hard-hitting journalist, I would have figured her password would have been something, you know, like, harder, at least a level harder, like Nellie Bly or something like that. I don't know. So, um, sorry. Nellie Bly was a a turn-of-the-century undercover journalist, like... 
you know, and obviously she was a woman, so that was a big thing at the turn of the century. She went undercover in a madhouse to expa basically expose how America was treating its insane, right? So, um, interesting historical figure. Look her up. She also appears as a character who goes by the nickname Pink in uh, a set of, oh gosh, they're novels about Irene Adler, which are, are kind of a fun read. Uh, Irene Adler, if you don't know what he, if you don't know what he, if you don't know who, who she was, is a character who, like most characters that are not Sherlock Holmes, Watson, Lestrade, and, uh, oh gosh, their landlady. Um, it only appears in one story. Sherlock Holmes refers to her as the woman. He's got a bit of a crush on her. She gets the best of him. Uh, it was, what was the story? Oh, it's about blackmailing a nobleman uh, to so that he doesn't get married or something along those lines. Um, Scandal in Belgravia? I don't know. Scandal in Bohemia. There we are. Thank you. Thank you, Brain. I knew I'd get it eventually. Okay. Uh, anyway, right. And I can't remember what the titles of any of those books are or who the name of the author is, but <laughs> Irene Adler's the, uh, the main character. Um, anyway. So, uh, she... Right, Felicity then, unbeknownst to the rest of us, right, they, they see all the evidence that Susan Williams has, Susan Williams has, right? They see the, like, the picture of a Bratva tattoo, uh, a, a picture of Oliver with the Bratva, possibly a picture of Oliver's Bratva tattoo, and then the picture of the Green Arrow in Russia, and both uh, Thea and Felicity freak out because Susan Williams knows. And obviously she's going to expose Oliver, and they can't have that, but what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And we don't find that out until later. Uh, what we do see is a scene where Oliver and Quentin Lance go to stop the three criminal women. They really needed a group name. Um, they're very disparate characters. Uh... China White, Cupid, and the Cop. Maybe they should have just called themselves. That would have been a great '70s movie, a great '70s caper movie. China White, Cupid, and the Cop. I could have, I could have seen that happening. Okay, um, but Quentin Lance still has a gun. Well, and as a private citizen, of course, he's allowed to have a gun. What I didn't know is that the deputy mayor was allowed to shout, "You're under arrest," and have people not say, "Wait, you're no longer a cop. You're the deputy mayor." But again. Uh, you know, the Green Arrow's right alongside him, so let's presume he's now Deputy Vigilante Mayor. Uh, so there's an inconclusive fight in a warehouse. Um, and, uh, well, okay, hang on, sorry. Again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oliver and co. go to check out a place where they have been. They've left uh, a bunch of dead bodies behind, but they've left a video, and it says that what they're looking for is the um storage or the depository and then uh renee and curtis go out and find out that the depository is tobias church's money uh and curtis now has new threads uh which are the official mr terrific costume that's what he's wearing right now so then there's this fight um and oliver and Quentin are actually winning until the cops show up. Uh, Quentin having chased someone out of the room by now. And 
it turns out that the cops are there for Oliver wanted in questioning with the death of Felicity's boyfriend, Officer Malone, whose first name is Bobby, I think, Bobby Malone. So they say, put down your bow, and Oliver says, sure, and then he shoots, like, flash bombs out of his bow, and he Batmans out of there, which is good, because he is Batman in all but name in this series. So he Batmans out of there. Uh, then he talks to everybody about how the police were there for him, and why would the ACU be hunting him, and, well, you know, they want him for Bobby Malone, and then he and uh, Quentin and Adrian Chase talk to the police lieutenant. They're like, what's going on with this? And the police lieutenant's like, here's a coroner's report that says that Malone died of arrow wounds consistent with the wounds inflicted by the arrows the green arrow uses. And they're like, wasn't the first one inconclusive? He's like, yeah, I think the first one was a cover-up. And then Oliver and Quentin talk a little bit and Oliver's like well of course it was Prometheus he's like the postmark on this is the same city that his mom lives in he's sending me a message and all, all of this stuff and of course it's Prometheus of course who else would be interested in doing that uh so Oliver is now like I kind of gotta I kind of gotta lay off uh any of this doing any of this because the cops are going to come after me and this might actually be where Curtis and Renee do their their digging I don't know. I don't care. It's not important to the plot. It's really not. Now, Oliver is confronted by Susan Williams, and we find out what Felicity and Thea did. They planted a ton of stuff on her computer and then sent in an anonymous note accusing her of plagiarizing the last two years of her work. Now, folks, let me tell you something. She was a hot-button reporter who was controversial and took on a number of important topics. Guess what? People would have noticed had she been plagiarizing, there would have been internet rumors to that effect, and probably earlier accusations to come in and say, hey, guess what, editor, your star reporter has been plagiarizing her stories from whole cloth for the last two years, and for the editor to go, oh, we had no idea. Um. Either the editor is very bad, or the editor is going to look at this and say, this is ridiculous, there's no way she's been doing this, we would have noticed. And then all they've got to prove it is that, well, there are these documents on her uh, laptop that seem to have come from other people, and then for Felicity and Thea to have faked the dates on those documents convincingly in such a short amount of time. But I digress. This is, this is a manufactured problem. She is very upset with Oliver. She basically goes through like look this is what happened the timing's really convenient and by the way also here's my evidence that you're the green arrow so keep keep telling me you're not the green arrow keep doing that and then she walks out on him and then he goes to talk to felicity felicity tells him it was thea and then he goes and talks to thea and that is as mad as i have ever seen the two of them even when she was on drugs and he says some not nice things he says like what kind of person ruins another person's life and it's like oliver you used to kill people um, although I do agree that Thea and Felicity went a little overboard in a, in a very dumb way. They could have just slashed her credit rating, uh, or something like that. That's another Burke Breathe joke from, uh, a cartoon strip where Steve Dallas went to prison. And if you don't know him, who I'm talking about, folks, look up Bloom County and read it and enjoy it, but then go look at early Doonesbury strips and realize that if you're talking about plagiarizing, early Bloom County looks a lot like early Doonesbury. Sorry, Burke, but it's true. 
You know it. I know it. Gary Trudeau knows it. Okay. So, uh, let's see. What else is happening? There's there's stuff happening. Uh, the, right. Uh, Thea also goes to talk to Quentin. Uh, Quentin is, of course, carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders about this this cop whom he convinced to turn herself in and turn her life around, and now she's gone uh, AWOL and is, is killing people again and killing people for what appears to just be filthy lucre. And, you know, Thea's like, you know, you have to not carry everyone's sins on you. And then Quentin talks to Oliver and is like, Oliver, you, you can't carry everyone's sins on you. Echoing what Oliver's Bratva friend said five years ago, because in this case, they wanted the two storylines to be that close. So then Oliver goes to talk to the police lieutenant again, and he's like, buddy, Pike? Well, I'm going to go with Pike, sure, police lieutenant Pike. Trickfoot of Vox Machina, whom you can hear on the first hundred or so episodes of Critical Role. That's right, because they need someone on this podcast. Well, they need me on this podcast to plug them. They don't. Their Kickstarter made $11 million. They were gunning for 800000 Good job, guys. Uh, folks, excuse me. Good job, folks. Okay. So, they, um, okay, so Quentin tells Oliver, blah, 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 uh, and Oliver goes back to Pike and is like, look, um, the information I'm getting is directly from the Green Arrow. The Green Arrow, you're in touch with the Green Arrow? Let's face it, the Green Arrow is auxiliary law enforcement in this city. Well, even if I believe that, uh, but here's what happened. Prometheus forced the Green Arrow's hand, it was this whole thing, well, let's... Well, I don't know that I believe... What's easier to believe? That the Green Arrow has suddenly become a cop killer, which is true, which is an argument I feel could have been safely advanced in the Adrian Chase-Quentin-Lance version of this conversation. It's like, so, okay, so the Green Arrow has suddenly become a cop killer. How does that benefit him? It, it, it doesn't, right, at all, for the cops to be focused on the Green Arrow as a cop killer. So... The blue lieutenant's like, okay, that's a good point. I'm going to go let this marinate. And he does. And Oliver, inspired by Quentin, is like, nope, Green Arrow's got to go out there tonight. So the three women, uh, criminals, show up at a graveyard. And they proceed to knock over somebody's tomb. Um, it, they have a series of, of stone sarcophagi in this sort of, like... Uh, covered walkway type area and the last one uh, which is the one that has at least dust on it so the one that has been moved most recently is the one that holds Tobias Church's fortune so the three women are literally walking out with bags of money when Green Arrow and company show up, show up to stop him uh, there's a dramatic showdown scene stop them excuse me it sounded like I might have said stop him and I meant stop them and there's a dramatic showdown scene and uh China who could have been the evil cop lady bad cop lady is like we're gonna walk out of here and green arrow is like you and what army and then a bunch of black vans unmarked black vans show up and all of these thugs pile out and there's a firefight uh that's there's only one way i can describe it uh without you know like lieutenant smecker from boondog saints throwing up my arms and yelling there was a firefight really loudly um that is 
Willem, Ju- Willem Dafoe in his scenery-chewing finest, by the way, uh, although the movie is intensely problematic. Anyway, so literally a line of gangsters with machine guns show up and start shooting at, the, at Team Arrow, and they are like stormtroopers. Nobody hits anybody except Renee. Renee takes a bullet to maybe the shoulder or something like that, but there's a lot of fighting. Uh, Green Arrow's doing okay. Uh, Quentin Lance kind of is sort of doing okay. Mr. Terrific's getting his butt kicked. Uh, but the problem is that Team Arrow is sorely outnumbered at this point, and there's nothing they can do about it. And then the cops show up, and China White, who's that at that point fighting the Green Arrow, says, I'm going to love to watch them taking you down. And the cops show up, and start shooting at the bad guys, because the police lieutenant has realized that, yes, there's no reason for the Green Arrow to become a cop killer. That's just dumb. And uh, they round up the bad guys. They round up the usual suspects and take them back to uh, the jail. And uh, there's a scene between Quentin and the bad cop lady, because they had a scene before where the bad cop lady's like, yeah, I took your advice. And then imagine to my surprise, you admitting that you work for the worst terrorist that this city has ever known. And the Quentin being like, they, he threatened my daughter. And she's like, so you did what you had to, and I'm doing what I had to, which is killing a guard, breaking out of prison and stealing a hundred million dollars to, as we find out, run the underworld of Star City, which is stretching the definition of doing what I had to do to, like, probably Punisher levels of of what's going on, right? Okay. Uh, so, let's see, what else happens at the end of the episode? Um, Felicity... Oliver talks to Thea again. It's more, it's it's less confrontational this time, um, and I believe they reconcile and maybe people learn a lesson. Uh, and then, honestly, there could have been more to the episode, but I I don't remember it. As Green Arrow episodes go, it was not a terribly memorable one. Like. The most memorable scene is talking to Prometheus's mom and finding out that she is just as wrapped up in her son as Lillian Luther is wrapped up in hers. Um, the getting those particular three bad guys together and then saying, and they have uh, combined to break themselves out and then run the underworld of Star City is. Believable for China White, it is completely unbelievable for Cupid in given any of the character motivation that they've given her, which is, you know, again, not great to begin with, but, you know, that this motivation wasn't any part of it before. Uh, and the bad cop lady, I mean, maybe, but it also seems like she's going to get something like 33 million tax-free out of this. So she can go throw it in the Caymans and, and have a nice day. There's there's no reason for her to decide to want to run the underworld of Star City unless she's got a real mad on for power, which is something that they didn't uh, show in her previous appearance. Right. So it getting getting those three together, it just seemed sort of pointless and wasteful. Again, I don't think they really 
these seasons don't need to be 23 episodes long. It, it feels like that they don't have enough content to, to stretch over 23 episodes, which is why we're getting repeats of villains that nobody particularly, like, cared about anyway. Like, China White was the only one who was really seriously recurring. Cupid's been in a couple of episodes. Cop Lady was in one and really felt like she was supposed to be one and done. Um, but, yeah. And so if I if I left out any important parts of this, which I probably have, it's actually been a couple hours since I finished watching it. And like I said, it wasn't terribly memorable. Uh, I apologize. Uh, and I have also apologized for making an episode of Arrow uh, chapter and verse um, go long about an episode of the main of Arrow, the show that I'm reviewing uh, that wasn't ter terribly memorable anyway. But as usual, I I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're having a good day and I will see you next time.